0: Welcome to FBC Lutz Weekly Sermon Podcast. We want to thank you for downloading this week's podcast. To find out more information about our church, please go to lutzfbc.org and look around at all that's happening here on our campus. Our pastor would love to meet you and connect with you. You can email us at tech@lutesfbc.org for more information. Now here's Pastor Scott with this week's message. Church, today we are in our third week of our God-fearing series of of five weeks. And the past two weeks we've been looking at at, at key words of Psalm 139, 23, 24. We've been looking at this, search me, oh God. We've been looking at this, know my heart. And then, then we looked at, last week, know my thoughts. Know my thoughts, and I I don't know how this journey or how this prayer has been going for you. But I do know that a church member reached out to me this week and said, please don't ever preach this again. And I said, okay. They said, I don't like the searching. I don't like this. I don't like this. This is not fun. So this morning, we're looking in a text that is going to help us to put closure on this text. And here it is, verse 24. And see if there's any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Now let's put it all together. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there's any grievous way in me. Then here's our key for today. Lead me in the way everlasting. Lead me in the way everlasting. Our our main idea of what we're looking at today is this. We must be available for God. We must be available for God to lead us, lead and send us. We must be available for God to send us. We must be available for God to lead us and send us. Our, our question that we're looking at is this. How can God lead you to go deeper in your Christian walk? How, how can God lead you and I to go deeper in our Christian walk? And, and how can God lead us if we're not available for him to use us? You know, I went on my first international missions trip when I was getting my doctorate. I was getting my degree in global mobilization, which is really just church planning, church revitalization, missions, and discipleship, or evangelism. And so that was my, that was what my focus was. And so to go on my first international, I've been on many, 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 many at that point, domestic trips, or state trips, or Trips to, to, to communities and things like that, but I never went on international. Every one got canceled. But this is my first one, and so here it is. I, I'm flying out to go to this island, to this place to go and serve, and less than 3% of the people there had heard the gospel, have heard the name of Jesus, and, and so we went there to go and, and share the gospel, me and then one other person. And we're flying, we, we leave the airport, and we're about, I mean, I'm seeing clouds go by, and so we're up in the air. And, and the person who's leading the trip with me looks over and says, hey, I didn't want to tell you this, but now that we're in the air, I can share this with you. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm drawing him and so I said, okay, what is it? He said, well, I reached out to some of the people there that we're gonna be, we're trying to minister to, to let them know that, hey, we're coming and try and find a person at peace. And they said, if we landed on the ground, they would kill us on the spot. Okay. <laughs> I got two more flights after this one. That's good to know. Thank you. And so I, I land, and we land at our next location. I have an uh, hour and a half layover, not much time to really process what's happening in my life right now. <clears throat> and then... I, I We fly into San Juan, and I get to San Juan, and now I have an eight-hour layover, and now everything's starting to click. Like I'm, I'm going. Like I'm, I'm going, and this is like this is it. So I, I'll be honest. I, I call my parents for the majority of that time, and I was saying just goodbye to them. I, I mean, like you think know, I'm joking? I'm not, because I thought, man, this is really to happen. This is really going to happen. This could happen to me, and so I, I remember sitting there. I went to like a, the. Back part of the airport where no one was at. And I said my goodbye to my family, all that. I said, I just don't know if I'll see you again. And I land. Well, I get back on the plane. So I jump, not jump ahead here. I, I get on the plane. It's a five-seater. A guy gets out there and jumps up and down to get propellers going for a three-hour flight. I'm a nervous wreck. We land in a field. And we get out and we start to, to go there. And to my surprise, no one's there ready to, to take my life. And the whole week I go there and, you know, it, God did some incredible things. And God, God stretched my faith that week and caused me to trust him. We, we found a, a pastor there for us to, to partner with. And, and so as we were partnering there, he asked He asked the one gentleman if he could preach and asked if if I could be part of the service, too. And I said, oh, I would love to be part of the service. A lot of translation issues, but I understood what he wanted me to do. And so it came time for me to walk up front. And so I walk up front, and there's a basket about this big. I have a fear of snakes. I've shared that with you, okay? And there's live reptile signs everywhere. And so he said, it's... Your turn. I was like, no, no, it's not my, th- no, not me. Mm-mm. And he goes, no, it's your turn. I said, no. In front of the whole congregation, he takes my hand and goes and throws my hand in there and I'm, whew, I thought I was going to heaven that day, but um, I thought I really, it was, I was rough. And I realized there was nothing in there. He was telling me to pray over the offering. See, when I say God stretches you, God, God's causing you to trust him and things, and God knew my fears. God knew my fear that day. Church, this morning, we're looking at this, this God-fearing series, and, and yes, we're looking at this fear, but we're not talking about fear of, of scared like I was in that moment or, or feared as I was as I flew in to the island. No, we're talking about walking in reverence and awe of God. We're talking about saying, God, here is my life. God, search my life. God, know my heart. God, know my thoughts. Know every grievous way in me. So why? So, Lord, that you can lead me in the way everlasting. And that's our text. That's where we're going here this morning. So, God fearing, how's God fearing happen? It causes us to respond like this Lead me to walk in Christ. God fearing causes us to respond with Lead me to walk in Christ. Lead me, Lord, to walk in Christ. Lead me. Uh, some translations say, Hey, guide me. But whether we choose guide or lead me, David is saying, God, I'm surrendering everything to you. God, I'm giving everything to you. God, I've asked you to search me. I'm being transparent in front of you. I've asked you to, to look into my thought life, to look into my actions. Lord, I'm asking you to lead me, to take me in the way everlasting. Don't take me in the way that leads me to destruction. Don't take me in the path that I want but lead me in the way everlasting. See, here's what David is asking. God, your will, your way. God, I'm yours. God, take me deeper. God, use me. God, guide my life. You have my past. You've been there, and you've taken care of me. You're in over my present. Lead me in my present day. Lead me in this moment. But Lord, lead me into my future. Lead me. You're in control of all of it. You're the God who didn't fail in my past. You're the God who's gonna lead me today. You're the God who's gonna lead me forward. My prayer is that we will say, God, lead me. Lead me in the way everlasting. Why? Because I know what normally drives my my life. (laughs) It's my emotions. I know that my emotions get in the way. I know that my personal desires can get in the way. I know that my goals and the results I want can get in the way of what God has for me. I I know that that, that my emotions can, can drive me one certain way It could lead me to miss out on God. When we're led by by our emotions, our desires, our goals, our results, we always end up dissatisfied, frustrated, disappointed. But what if we shifted? What if we shifted our focus in our life? What if we said, God, lead me. Lead me to walk in Christ. Lord, lead me. Because I know when God leads our life, it, it, it leads to a life that is far greater than you and I could even imagine. It takes us to a place that only leads to everlasting. It takes us to a place that has a kingdom mindset. So h- how can God lead us when we are in his word outside of church hours, allowing God to spiritually feed us? He leads us when we have given him access to every part of our life. We've done this search. We've, We've allowed him to look at our thoughts, our heart, our actions. See, God's fully aware of everything in our life. We've given it all to him. We're allowing him to be in control of all of it. We're allowing him to be the voice that speaks into our life. God leads us when we are aware of our sin and we're quick to seek forgiveness. We are led by God when we change our vision and goals to line up now with his kingdom mindset. When we we change it. See, God leading me is saying, you take and lead my path. Lead me in every area of my life. Now, look, this right here, I know this right here is dangerous. I'm I'm aware of that. Because when we say, God, you lead every part of my life, that means, Lord, lead me in what I watch on TV. Lord, lead me in what I watch in movies. Lord, lead me in the, the music that I put into my ears. Lead me. See, this is dangerous. This is dangerous. Lord, lead me in the way I talk to people. Lord, lead me in the way that that I respond to people. When we allow Him to lead us, when we're on our phones, we allow him to have access and lead us into what we're doing on our phones and saying and posting and talking to people about. See, I want God to lead us. This is, this is God having the reverence in the all of our life and allowing him to have full surrender of us. When we give him our thoughts, when we give him our heart, we give him all of our actions, our grievous ways, the the next step for us is to say, God, lead me in this. I, I, I gave it all to you. I got nothing left. You know every thought in my head. You know every action. You know every word. Lord, lead me. Lead me out of this. Lead me to you. Lead me to walk in the way everlasting. Just imagine, church, what could happen if all of us prayed that prayer and said, God, lead me. Lead me in all areas of my life. Lead me in it. I heard a story about a lady in a snowstorm in Denver, Colorado. She was trying to, to get out and she was trying to get out of this snowstorm and she was trying to get home and, and to be with her family. And as she was driving, she was trying to, she was not in Denver, she was about 30 minutes outside Denver. And she was driving, trying to get home. This snowstorm had come down in front of her. And so she saw a plow truck in front of her, a snow plow truck. And so she said, well, I, the only thing I know to do is I need to get behind that, and I can at least, just, if I can get far enough down the road, just follow him, I'll be good to go. And so she stayed behind him for about an hour, which, you know, makes sense, I mean, snow, all that. And so finally, the, that hour goes by, and the snow plow driver gets out, and walks over to the, her car and says, ma'am, where are you trying to go? And she goes, I'm trying to get to Denver. He goes, if you follow me, you're not gonna get there. And she goes, why? He goes, I'm in the the shopping center just doing a circle. (laughs) We gotta be careful. We gotta be careful who's leading us, church. Before we let others lead us, it could be helpful that we know the direction that they're going. We need to make sure that we know, we know where God's gonna lead us. He's gonna lead us in the way everlasting. God's going to lead us to the cross of Jesus. God's going to lead us to a place of forgiveness. God's going to lead us to a place of repentance. God's going to lead us to a place of us walking and trusting him. So may God lead us. Which leads us to our second point. Lead me to trust in God. God God-fearing causes us to respond with, lead me to trust in God. Trust is a powerful word, isn't it? Trust is a big word. The dictionary says it's a firm belief in the reliability or strength of someone or something. To believe in the reliability and strength of someone or the strength in God. So my question is this, do you trust God? Do we as a church, do we trust God? Do we trust him with every area of our life? You believe in his reliability, you believe in his word, you believe it, You believe in his promises. You trust God's strength and God's stability and his ability in us. See, trusting in God, <laughs> trusting in God is believing what God says about you. Our world and himself is all true. That, that's us believing him. that's us trusting him. See, trust is not an emotion. Trust is not some just emotion. Trust is obeying God, living a life for God in full obedience. No matter what season of your life that you and I may go through, we are called to trust him. Fear is not our future. God is our future. God is our future. So how do we or can we trust in God? It, it starts by being in his word. It starts by seeking out his truth in Scripture. John 8:32, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Let me just pause there for a moment. Your truth and my truth won't set us free. The only truth that shall set us free is the truth in God. The truth in his word. The only truth is Jesus. Secondly, confess your unbelief and doubts. How do we trust God? We confess our, any unbelief or doubts that we have. How do we do that? Mark nine twenty four. And immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe. Help my unbelief. Pray to God and share with him your battles. Share with him your struggles. Share everything you don't understand. Lay it all down and allow God to speak into your life. I, I tell people all the time that they, you have frustrations or doubts or questions, the greatest place for you to go is to God. Because he, don't sit there and say, well, I, where's God at? I don't see God, I don't know where God, at. go to him. Lay down your doubts, lay down your questions, lay down your struggles, and allow him to speak into it. Lay, let him just speak into it through your prayer life, through your time in the scripture. Through the small groups that you're in here at our church, allow God to speak into you. Then we spend time with God. You spend time with God. Why? Because you spend time with those that you trust. You spend time with them. You like being in the presence of those you trust. You feel safe in those you trust. God will never fail you. God has, that is not in his character, not his ability. He won't fail you. Make time daily for you and God. Pray, read scripture, sit in silence in the presence of God. Sit in silence. If you're like me, you just want to talk the whole time. But we need to sit in the presence of God in silence sometimes. Lay it all out there. God, these are my struggles. God, these are my battles. God, I'm having a hard time trusting you. And just be in his presence and allow him to speak into your life and to, to help change those unbeliefs and those doubts into trust and beliefs again. May you find your stability in him. So church, will we trust God? Will we trust him with every area of our life? I served in student ministry for 19 years and I've done a lot of crazy things in my life in student ministry. One was I took, I had a high school student leadership team and I trusted them with every part of my life, I trusted them. And then I had this brilliant idea, I went to middle school, I went to middle school leadership team Because I believe that middle schoolers need to own their middle school ministry. And so I said, hey, I'm gonna take my middle schoolers out and I'm gonna train them and I'm gonna have talking about leadership and I want them to trust each other and I want them to to trust God and I want them to realize that that this is their ministry. I want them to lead the fellow middle schoolers. So I took them to Cant Willow Run in North Carolina. And it's 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 a train that has been turned into now dorms. And it, it's this moment where we just, you take your students to a place, and it's quiet, and you just have a place of just pouring into them, and it was a sweet, sweet spirit that was happening there. And I really felt like some, we had broken down some barriers, and, and those middle school students, then they took ownership. It was amazing. And we got to a part of teamwork, and I said, hey, now we're coming to the infamous trust fall, Right? And I said, "I want you, do you guys trust each other? Yes, we trust each other. You know, they're all hype. Everything's going great. Great. Let's start with the smallest kid because we know we're going to do that. And so we kept doing that and I went, every student's going to go through it. They all went through it. It all went great. It went perfect. And then I said, it's my turn. And they started laughing like some of you are right now. And they said, no. I said, no, no. This is your ministry. I trust you with it. And my proof is, I'll let you, I'll do a trust fall. You guys catch me. And we had little sixth graders who looked up at me, was scared, scared. And they were in the middle. I'm like, no, no, can I get your, I'll, I'll catch your head, I'll catch your hair. I was like, that's fine, you can do that. And so I went up and my wife is there and, and she was watching all this happen. And so I go and I, I stand up, I said, you guys ready? No, okay, <laughs> are you ready? Yes, we're ready, we're ready. And so I lean back and they catch me. It was amazing. I was so excited. They were so excited, they let go and started clapping. <laughs> the problem was there was a branch, there was a root of a tree there and a branch I landed on and knocked the wind out of me. But I trusted them. I trusted them. So when I think about trust, I, God is going to catch you and celebrate with you, but he's not gonna let go of you. God's gonna walk with you and guide you and direct you. Thirdly, God-fearing causes us to respond with, send me to be the light. Send me to be the light. Let's read this text again See if there's any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. We've had the conversation with God. We've asked him to search us. We've asked him to know us. We've asked him to know our hearts, our thoughts, our actions. But church, here's the tough ask. (laughs) It's saying, God, send me. Not, not send my neighbor over there. But actually send me. Where I am right now in this moment, send me. Send me. It reminds me of Isaiah 6, 8. And I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Isaiah said, here I am, send me. May our prayer be, God, before you even ask, may my answer be yes. God, before you even ask, may my answer be yes. We've gone through the whole search, we've done all this whole process, and here we are. We're we're going deeper in our conversation. We're going deeper into this. We've been building up to this moment of of the searching and the knowing, and now it's to send. If God's leading us, if God's leading our path and we're trusting him and we're, we're walking in him, now we come to a point of saying, God, send me. Send me. Use me. I've gone through the whole process. You've, you've looked into my life. You've looked into every part of it. Lord, you created me. You know everything about me. And Lord, I'm ending my prayer with send me out. Use me. As long as I still have breath in my lungs, send me and use me. Send me out. Use me, God. We come to the part of of maybe this is the fearful part. Maybe this is the scary part. Because maybe God may actually send us. God may actually use us. Maybe there's a place or a ministry in our church that God has been putting on your heart and you've been praying for it and you've been saying, God, send someone to serve there. God, use someone there. And maybe it's it's something that scares you (laughs) because God may be saying, I'm calling you to do it. I'm calling you to serve in that ministry. I'm calling you to serve our children. I'm calling you to serve our students. I'm calling you to serve in our tech. I'm calling you to lead in worship. Church, I've been there. And I looked and said, someone else, right? Like, not me. You must be, God, I think you're sending the wrong signals to me. I think I'm missing this. But God is calling us. God's calling us. May we not be afraid of where God could send us or how God could use us. But may we say, yes, God, use me. God, use me. Use me past my insecurities. Use me past the struggles that hold me back. God used me in every way that you've called me to. I have struggles in, with, I don't know everything biblically. Maybe I don't, I don't speak well. God doesn't care about that. God wants you to be faithful and trust him and say, use me. David Platt said many years ago, we're called to say, God, here I am, send me. God, here I am, I'm giving you a blank check. Use it. Take me, send me, use me, however you will, however you may. Here I am. Send me. Our answer should be yes, until God says no or slams a door in our face. We gotta be ready to go. David Livingston, pioneer missionary in Africa, his wife died early in their ministry. He, he faced a lot of opposition in his life from his Scottish brethren. He ministered half blind. He walked over 29,000 miles. In his diary, in his journal, he wrote these words. Send me anywhere. Only go with me. Lay any burden on me but sustain me. Sever me from any tie, but a tie that binds me to your service and to your heart. Church, this morning, we've been working through our sermon. God, we 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 filled out all the blanks. But this morning, church, we come to the end of this dangerous prayer. We come to this moment and we say, God, here I am. Boy, here I am, lead me in the way everlasting. God, I'm giving you this blank check. I'm saying, send me and use me. Church, if we have that as our prayer this morning, we have that in our prayer every day. Imagine what God could do in Lutz. Imagine what God could do in Tampa. Imagine what God could do in this world if his people prayed like that. the church the first step for us is this Lord I'm here you know my actions you know my thoughts you know my heart you know my insecurities you know my struggles you know my battles but Lord I'm taking my first step in this and I'm saying Lord I'm ready send me Send me to my neighbor's house to share the gospel. Lord, send me to my workplace to be a beacon of light for you. Lord, however you desire and will is to use me, here I am. Send me. Lord, if you're calling me to serve in the church, use me. I'm ready to go. Lord you're calling me to minister to someone here I am send me in this moment of invitation as we sing this song we hear this song be sung over us may we just have this moment with full transparency as we had over these last few weeks and say say this morning to God God here I am Use me, lead me, guide me, direct my paths. God, lead me. Hey, thank you for joining us. If God is speaking to you and you want to respond to today's message, please message us at tech, T-E-C-H, at lutefbc.org. Hey, also follow us on Facebook and our podcast. Hope you have a great week.